Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stress, the podcast to develop your next workplace superpower. My name is Julia Arndt, and I am the host of this podcast and your peak performance coach. And I'm very excited to welcome you to a very special podcast episode today, because today I want to share with you the best of my eight-week online program from Stress to Empowered. Today, you will hear different snippets of Things that I have said and that we have gone through over the last eight weeks, learning peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And with that said as well, today is the day where we are reopening the doors to sign up for the online program From Stress to Empowered. You can head over to my website today and sign up for the next cohort of participants to join the program. Individuals from Companies like Google, Facebook, Headspace, McKinsey, Accenture have already successfully completed the program and I really hope to see you there as well. This is an investment in your own personal development and growth. And this is really a program that will help you develop all the different skills that you need in life in order to succeed at work, but also to feel more happy, more relaxed, and of course, less stressed. And besides the 30 minute coaching intakes that you get from me on a weekly basis over eight weeks, you will also receive a 200 page workbook with different coaching tools, techniques, exercises, challenges, and the daily stress log in order to really help create awareness of what is going well in your life and what are things that you would like to improve on. So make sure that you're checking out my website www.peakperformancemethod.com and of course I will leave all of the links and all of the information in the show notes as well. So I hope that you enjoy the best of and you get a little bit of a taste of all the powerful things that we are talking about in the program and if you have any questions make sure that you're reaching out to you can always send me an email at julia at peakperformancemethod.com and if you're looking for a coach if you're looking for somebody to really help you through this process i am here for you as well i actually have a few spots open and available right now so if you are interested just send me an email as well and we can talk about the different options that i have for you so this is all i wanted to share with you today i would love to hear from you if you head over to my instagram account and leave me a comment or a question about what you enjoyed most and what was the biggest takeaway from today's podcast, I would really, really like to hear from you and see you there. So with that said, Instagram account is at Julia on coaching. So let's jump in into the best of, of the From Stress to Empowered online coaching program. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for this one motivation point that you wrote down in exercise number four. You're doing this to really bring changes in your life and feel better and be better. And I want you, beginner's mind is important, but what is also important is that you know that every day is a new day to begin again, right? Sometimes we get frustrated. Sometimes just things happen and we are super busy. Maybe we get sick. There's all these different things that are happening in our lives. 
but you can always start again. So the stress advantage and just knowing more about stress really creates the foundation of what I'm talking about and why I really believe that it is so, so important to talk about stress and to make sure that we are preventive in stress management instead of reactive. So um, stress, first of all, of course, affects everyone. And you know it about yourself, the people that surround you. Everybody is struggling with stress. So it's really, really important to understand where stress comes from. And we should cradle that limiting belief because usually limiting beliefs, and I said that a little bit earlier, are there to protect us. We have created those limiting beliefs around us because at some point in our past, we were hurt and we were uncomfortable or we were embarrassed. So we created this limiting belief in order to protect ourselves. And that is something really beautiful, right? Because we are all human beings and we all, all, all have these limiting beliefs because something in the past happened to us that hurt us and we created these thought patterns and actions. So instead of pushing these thoughts away when they come to you the next time, I want you to take a step away and I want you to recognize, of course, that you're having this thought or this limiting belief. And then I want you to be grateful for it. I want you to think, hey, I'm glad this is coming up because in the past, this belief has protected me, avoided me to, to do something stupid, for example. But the question always is, does this belief longer serve you? And there were a couple of different feelings associated to the different states of where we are in the stress curve. So for example, if you have low stress, and you might be feeling bored, disinterested, inactive, unenthusiastic or apathetic. And we are finding ourselves in a deficit, right? In, we are in a lower self kind of esteem. Those, and those are the feelings and, you know, the, kind of the characteristics that make that part of the stress curve. Then we're moving into the optimal stress curve, right? Where we have our peak performance, where we can deliver amazing results. And if you think about this, when you are finding yourself in a good stress state, where you're in the flow state and you're doing a lot of productive things and you feel great, you feel energized, you probably feel happy. You probably feel motivated, focused, valued, at peace and in flow. So that is the efficient state, right? The optimal state or your higher self state. And then when you're moving into the red side of the stress curve, so when we are experiencing too much stress, and if we're not taking enough time for ourselves, we're not taking any breaks to recharge ever, then we're getting into the highest stress state where we are inefficient. So for example, and then we feel depressed, anxious, frustrated, fearful, guilty, all these different things. Let's all agree, first of all, that making changes is really hard. It's really, really hard to, to change who we are, but it is not impossible. And I think usually we really often find a reason of why we shouldn't make changes, right? We find a lot of excuses that keep us from moving forward and living the life that we really want to live. For example, we are using sentences and phrases like, that's just the way I am, that's just the way things are, and we are staying stuck in this fixed mindset and that is not really healthy and that is not who we as high achievers actually are. 
And if we're really thinking about it, we are adapting to our environment all day long without really realizing it. So neuroplasticity makes our brain more resilient and it enables us to recover from compulsive diseases, for example, like depression. And what is really important and something so fascinating that I learned when I started to dive into this topic was that our brain is actually neutral. So our brain doesn't decide if something is positive or negative or if something is good for us and bad for us. The only thing that our brain knows is what we are doing over and over and over again. Because when we are starting to be repetitive and have repeated patterns, then the growths in our brain, if you think about it, they get deeper and deeper and deeper. And so it is more and more automatic for us to do certain things, to have a certain feeling, to have a certain thought. And then obviously, as you know now, after learning about it in module number three, you know as well that now, when you have a thought or feeling, we are having a certain behavior or reaction that becomes a habit. Paths are only created when we walk them, right? So if you think about a field that you're walking through, the first time you're walking through this field, there might not be a path. You might just kind of go crosswalk through the path or through the field and there's no path there. But then this first person, you maybe as the first person, walks this path and you are walking it down a little bit, right? You're trying to find your way. And then somebody else is coming and they walk the same path. So the path gets a little bit more clear on, on where to go in order to cross the field. And the more you walk that path, the more it becomes a road, right? I really like this analogy and I think it's really beautiful because that's the exact same way how your brain works. So when we're talking about learning something new and making changes, then we need to basically create these new neural pathways that are not existent maybe in our brains yet. Time management is one of my favorite topics. I could talk about time management all day long. I think we can all get better at managing our time because we are just slipping all the time in all different kinds of directions. And I think especially when we're working in corporate or when we are entrepreneurs, it is really important that we are managing our time effectively. So here's a statistic. Four out of 10 people say that they lack sufficient time to do it all. 41% of people feel like they are not having enough time in the day to get everything done. I totally get it. I have these days where I feel super overwhelmed and I feel like I come to the end of the day and I feel like the day has just passed by in a heartbeat and I have not done all of the things that needed to get done. So I want to start today to give you a couple of different insights into how you can manage your time and I want to do one or two exercises with you on this. But if you want to have more information and more tips and strategies on how to manage your time, I have created a five day free time management course for you that you can get from my website. You just have to go to my homepage peakperformancemethod.com and you can sign up to receive those time management course emails. And really, I really, really believe that this is really powerful. I have a lot of clients that are integrating those different strategies and it works really well for them. And I am integrating them into my day to day too. So if you want more, there is definitely where you can get more. Today, we're going to focus on two things. The first thing that I want you to think about in exercise number two is I want you to think about what a perfect 
workday would look like to you. If you could create your workday, if you could create what you want to do during the day, what would that look like? But it is really, really powerful to sleep and I have seen really a lot of tremendous changes in my clients when they have put more focus and more priority again on their own sleep habits. And here are two more facts. Fact one, in a sleep study on sleep duration, researchers found that adults not getting enough sleep were 55% more likely to be more obese and worse than that, 89% of children are likely to be more obese when they're not getting enough sleep. For example, if you're challenged with your weight or your body image at the moment, it could be related to a lack of sleep. So this is really, really powerful. And the other thing that I think is really, really powerful is that another research says that people that slept less than seven hours per night were three times more likely to develop a cold. It is scientifically proven that adults need an average of seven to eight hours of sleep. And I know that at this point you might say, yeah, but I only need four hours or I only need five hours. And, you know, obviously there's every individual is a little bit different, but it's also what is, what is our new normal, right? What have we created a habit around, but is not really very healthy to us? And it's something that is, again, very human, that usually we always try to just fight for, for the things that we need. We think about, oh my god, like I have these work deadlines and I really need to move on and I need to keep on going. And so we're, we're having these conversations with our stakeholders and we are always just obviously thinking about what can I gain? Like, how can I get the stakeholder as quickly as possible to do what I need them to do for me. And that can sometimes be really tricky. And I talk about definitely my own experience here. When I worked at Google, for example, I had to deal with a lot of product managers because we were working on the new projects. And it is sometimes really hard to get the attention of a product manager. And so one of the things that I really learned over the time was instead of just going to them and asking them for their help and for their time and for their resources, which are very constrained, as you probably know when you're working in a corporate context as well, I started to really think about, okay, what do they need? What can I contribute to their work life to really have more like a mutual relationship instead of just always asking for their help and asking for the things that I need. And that can be super, super powerful. When we are being stressed, when we are feeling triggered, we can find ourselves easily in a low emotion. If you remember module number three and that overview that kind of showed you your higher self and your lower self and the emotions that are attached to these different emotions, this is a really important fact and really in important information for you. If you are in the, one of the lower state emotions, right, when you're feeling frustrated already, when you're feeling stressed already, when you're feeling like you have too much on your plate and you're feeling exhausted, then it is much easier, unfortunately, to feel triggered because we are already out of balance, because we haven't taken care of ourselves. And we learned that self-care is an extremely important tool to manage stress. So when you are in that lower state emotion, you might take things more personally very quickly. You might lash out more quickly because you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know what to do anymore. That is okay. Again, it is important that you're creating awareness around that and that you're asking yourself, 
how do I want to show up? Does the thing that I'm saying yes to contribute to how I show up in a positive way or in a negative way? Because when you're saying yes to a work-related project or an additional item on your to-do list, it's going to take time away from your own self-care time. So that is really, really important. And that's the last thing that I want to give you today. So make sure that in the next seven days, you spend a little bit of time thinking about these different tools that we talked about today. Take the time to talk to that person, to schedule some time with the person. Talk with them about what you have learned or have just a very open conversation with them. Ask questions and just listen and reflect back on what you're hearing to really create a more powerful relationship. Here's the stimulus, right? Here's something that is maybe really bothering me or really frustrating me or making me really angry. And then you ask yourself the question in the room of judgment. So you're taking a step back for a few seconds and you're asking yourself, is this within my sphere of control? If the answer is yes, then that's great, obviously, because then you can proceed and then you can make a change or you can make some, some changes or influence, influence a situation. But if the answer is no, in the future, if your answer on the question is, can I influence this situation? And the answer is no, I want you to just accept that situation and move on or let it go. Because if you really think about it, the time and the energy that we're spending on a daily basis on things that are outside of our control is pretty big. So if you're taking that control back, if you are really honest with yourself and you are answering yourself the question, can I influence this? Is this inside my sphere of control or is it outside of my sphere of control? That can have a lot of influence over how you are living your life. I was working with an executive leader on this exercise as well. And one of his realizations from the values exercise was he really had everything in his life that he wanted and that he was spending way too much time at work because his most important values was his family and his kids and spending time with them and taking care of himself. And he wasn't actually super incentivized by, by the corporate structures or by promotions or things like that. But he never really stopped and thought about this. So when we went through this exercise, he had a really aha moment, a really eye-opening moment where he was like, wow, okay, I actually have everything in my life that I want and I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to excel at my job and I'm spending way too many hours at my job, even though looking at my values, I should be spending way more time with my family, with my kids and for myself to take care of myself and I really need to make some shifts. And once we've made that shift for him, once we had this conversation and once he created awareness around this, he went into work with a very different point of view. It didn't mean that he did less good work or that um, he was less successful, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But it was just like he took that pressure off because sometimes and oftentimes we are putting so much pressure on ourselves. So, so much because we think we think we need to do certain things, but we don't have to. Just because your environment is reflecting certain things back to you doesn't mean that you have to be part of it. You can always make your own 
decisions. And so he went in with a very fresh mindset, right, about what is important in his life and how he wants to approach work and when he is also setting his boundaries of being at work and working versus being at home with his family. And what I always find so wonderful and so powerful when I'm talking with my clients and when I see their progress as well is that this is not the only example that I have. I can give you multiple examples of people that I have worked with that have taken that step back, but because they have just taken off the pressure, they have become even more successful because they are high achievers and they know exactly what they have to do. That is why they are in this position in the first place. And I'm sure that you are too. And if you look back to your life, I'm sure that you can think of a lot of different things where you had to go through this specific learning model in order to master a skill. So, you know, I'm thinking back, the very first thing that we all had to learn was walk. And it took us probably a few months, maybe even years, from sitting and crawling to starting to stand up and to finally really walking and having all of these motor skills. Another really good way to think about the learning process is when we are driving a car. All of us had to learn how to drive a car and initially when we started to drive it felt like super overwhelming, right? There were so many things in the car that we had to pay attention to depending if you had to learn how to drive stick shift or automatic that was an additional difficulty, right? But when we went into the car we had to think about putting on our seatbelt, we had to make sure to start the car, we had to make sure that the mirrors are correct, right? And then we put the car either in gear one or into of course drive mode and then we started driving and steering and that took a lot of practice and it took a lot of our concentration and energy in order to make sure that we are not running somebody over or hitting the car in a tree or something like that right i don't know maybe now you've been driving for 12 years for 15 years maybe even for 20 years you don't even think about these things anymore. They are absolutely automatic and you can drive for hours without a problem because your body almost has taken over. It knows exactly what to do in order to drive. And so you have become consciously incompetent about that skill. And it's really powerful to think about these different things because first of all, we don't learn a skill from today to tomorrow. That's really important, right? And what I want you to take away from this as well is that no matter what you want to learn, you can learn it. And you can also learn the stress management competency and you can learn how to thrive at work and in your personal life. If only you go through these different steps, if only you trust the process and you make sure that you don't give up. At the end of the day, stress management is personal development. We really have to grow personally. We have to self-reflect in order to really bring the things into our life that we wish to have. We oftentimes believe and we oftentimes think that if we only change external factors, right? If only we would live somewhere else, have a different partner, have a different job, have a different manager, we would be so much happier. I hope that with this exercise and with all of the modules that you have gone through, you understand that it is not about changing your external environment. It's about changing your internal environment. It's about changing 
who you are because we are all not perfect human beings we all have limiting beliefs we all have certain emotions and feelings that are coming up in different situations and if you do not work through these nobody else is going to do it for you so it is really really important to understand that if you are changing yourself your environment will change as well